Hey up friends, how's it going? That is the sound of rain you can hear. I'm in I'm in my shed, which I'm kinda setting up as a new studio, really. It's quite nice. Bit of rain, bit of garden solitude. It's happening. I'm turning into that guy with a studio thing. Anyway, welcome to the latest in a very occasional series of bonus episodes of Look Inside of His Action Sports podcast. Been a while since I did one of these. No fuss, no fanfare. Just a quick chat between me and a guest every now and again when the opportunity arises. And this interview with Brazilian surf filmmaker Gabriel Novis is perfect bonus material. Let me explain how this one came about. It was when my friends at the London Surf Film Festival asked me to take part in their lockdown surf film festival, which I'll explain more about, a little bit about now, more about at the end. But basically, as the name suggests, it's the online surf film festival that organises Chris and Demi very quickly pulled together when lockdown kicked in and basically the show surf films every friday on the website accompanied by director interviews conducted by various podcasters and interviewers such as myself so they asked me to be involved obviously i said yes because it's a great idea and they're really good friends of mine and they asked me to interview gabriel about his film Surya. sorry gabriel we did talk about this in the interview and i said I, you know i knew i'd get the pronunciation wrong but we talked about that film which was shown as part of the festival, well, as I talk, it's going to be tomorrow. But I dare say by the time this comes out, it'll have been and gone. Anyway, the film's a few years old now. And as Gabriel explained during our conversation, it's an attempt to show another side of Brazilian surf culture and performance surfing than the one we're so used to seeing portrayed in the majority of the surf media and the Brazilian surf to debunk, I should say, the Brazilian surf stereotype. Wow, that rain's getting bad. Um, as he put it, he wanted to explain why we're so noisy and take up so much space. So he did so by dialing up the positivity and fun and showcasing surfers like Felipe Toledo, Yegadora, Jesse Mendez and Thomas Hermes away from the competitive lineup. And it's great. Really enjoyed it. Very different take on performance surfing than you usually see. Um, yeah, it's really good. There's some really good creative bits to it. Today he works as a filmmaker in LA and he's still got that same creative independent view on surfing and surf filmmaking that informed Surya, if I got that right again or wrong again even, which is something that we discussed during our chat, was a total pleasure to chat to this lad. And it went so well, I decided to put it out as a bonus episode straight away. I mean, I'm literally, I finished the interview with him about 10 minutes ago and I'm just banging it out right now. And that's what you're listening to, that and the rain. Anyway, back at the end, as usual. In the meantime, here's me and Gabriel. Enjoy. So we've got the audio recording, we've got the video recording, we're good. How you doing? So you just moved flat, right? You moved apartment? Yeah, I was staying at a friend's house. Um, this friend of ours, um, me and my wife, um, she was she's in Colorado, so she told us that we could stay at her house. When the first, when we first hear about the coronavirus and the lockdown, we were super scared it was going to be as bad as it is like in France in other countries that we were going to actually have to be locked down apartment without even being able to you know step outside of the house and so our friend offered us like a, this house in venice really big with a beautiful big backyard and we we're like okay let's do it at least we can work out in the garden because we live in an apartment so there's not much of a free area around here but then yeah, right it wasn't as bad as we thought i mean it is bad but you can still go for a run in the block or you know yeah so we went back to our apartment yesterday 
Uh, okay. Because they've just, I was reading like San Diego County, they just opened the beaches, right? And you're in LA, but like in certain areas of California, they've been, you know, they're kind of relaxing it a bit now, right? Yeah, they did until this morning. And the governor just uh, said that they're going to shut down all beaches in California tomorrow. Again. Again, right. all of them, everything. But we, we're not sure about um, the surfing, what's going to be happening. Um, we don't know if they're going to ban surfing as well or it's just like people hanging at the beach. So have you been have you been surfing? Yeah, though? I have been surfing. I've been driving a lot. I've been surfing at least three times a week. It's kind of essential for me. Even the surfing yeah. are completely crazy, especially right now without so many projects on the go. Um, that's that's what I do for a living. I just work and surf. So if I can't work and I can't surf, then I'll go fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah, I have been surfing, um, trying to uh, keep the social distancing, avoiding people. I've been going on my own or with my wife, but I've been in the water, yes. And how has that been possible to like do the social distancing? Because it's kind of one of the arguments, right? Everyone's going like, oh, you couldn't do it if you're in the water. Like, has it, has it been fine? Yeah, it depends. It depends on your mindset. A lot of people don't take it seriously, especially here in California. It's fucking crowded, as you all yeah, know. Right. And it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, we have been choosing like places that no one's going. I know like a few, few secret spots up north and, and down south, and I've been surfing pretty much alone. Yeah, I went to Huntington once and I didn't even, there's like Huntington Pier is completely packed and I surfed like on 17th Street, which was more like the up north with less people. So it was more spread out. It was okay. But uh, we, I haven't been surfing in crowded. I mean, I never actually surf in crowd anyway. So I'm yeah, just yeah. running away yeah. from people no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And how how's work then? Have, has your work been affected? Yeah, I had. It's been a nightmare. Uh, it was this, this 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 has been the best year for me so far in my career. The year started really really well. I've been like booking my dream jobs and I had pretty much my whole year planned ahead with travels and jobs and a bunch of really good commercials. I was super excited to shoot, and everything got either canceled or put on hold. Um, so I've been trying to find ways to stay creative, just shooting stock footage and. Uh, I got one commercial where I'm editing also with stock footage, but it's not as fun as going going to the set and actually shooting it. So I'm kind of frustrated, but it's all good. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously you, you do the commercial work and you do the surf filmmaking. So it yeah. sounds like the commercial side of things has, has taken off a bit then the last, yeah. the last year. Yeah, yeah, we cannot, we cannot go out and shoot without being able to be in contact with other people. You know, we need people on set, we need crew. And so all the sets are... Yeah. Yeah, you can't social distance on a set, can you? No, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. There's ways, yeah. but it's hard. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things, I think, isn't it, where people are going to have to work out how to adapt, really, in exactly. those kind of environments. Because, yeah, you, you can't go back to the old way. Yeah. So what, what were some of the projects that you've been working on then? <laughs> All right, so um, I started my career shooting surfing. That's, that's my passion. That's, why, that's what brought me into filmmaker, filmmaking. Mainly because uh, I'm a surfer myself. I'm a surf addict. I love surfing. And I guess my frustration of not becoming a pro um, made me like grab the camera and go shoot my pro friends. So I started out with by, by shooting surfing, traveling a lot, and getting in touch with people, brands. And that led me to shoot advertising commercials, which is what I do right now. That's, that's my main focus right now. Instead of actually focusing on shooting surfing, I focus on doing commercials, which brings me money, and then I go on surf trips and I surf. So 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's Good that's balance. that's kind of my plan. But I still love surfing. I still like jumping a few surfing surf film projects whenever I have the opportunity to. That's one of the things I've been doing now during lockdown. I'm working a surf film, um, which is basically uh, I'm re-editing pieces of all the films I've worked on, all the surf projects I've worked on, and I'm re-editing everything into a new film, a 10-minute short with my favorite sessions from all the movies I've worked on. And yeah, it's been it's been super fun just going back on the drives, drives from 2014 into last year and, and remembering all those moments on the road with the boys and, and re-editing everything with a different mindset because, you know, our minds change a lot from when I first edited the movie six years ago and now it's completely different. So that's that's the so far that this is it. <laughs> There's not much going on except for that. And just pitching a yeah. few other projects, making treatments for commercials and, you know, takes a lot of time too. But yeah, this is it for surfing. There's something new coming up. <laughs> so how how is it when you look back at a project like that then after such a long time? Do you do you find yourself looking at the the things that you would have changed? Yeah, completely. I was I was back then I was reading the surf film mindset in which which means like, you know, focusing on the best tricks ever, the best performance. Yeah. And right now I'm almost like against that. Not against that. Of course it's cool. We all want to see like people ripping, but for me now, it's more about storytelling. It's about like coming up with a message and, and or at least a feeling or a mood. So that's the kind of stuff I've been looking for right now. When back then I was just focusing, getting the hugest air or recording that one backflip, you know, I don't know. But there were like, how, I just want to make sure I get the pronunciation right. How do you say the name of the film properly? It's called Sohia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you say it. I, I would have said Surya. Yeah, that works. Like, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah we were um, understanding like, the, the, there is there is a concept behind the film though. You know, like in insofar as you've talked about how you wanted to represent a particular side of surf culture and, and that's kind of the concept behind it. And also, you know, you've got the skits with is it the what's the girl called again, remind me? Yeah, yeah, Cornelia. She's the Norwegian actress. Cornelia. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Cornelia. So you've got those sections as well, which so there is, there is a concept behind it. So can you explain a little bit like what you were thinking about when you came up with that? Yeah, I came up with the idea of doing a movie when I first moved to California, the US. And, you know, um, back then, just by reading online, I, I started kind of feeling, it does make sense, but I, I was feeling that people were not treating uh, foreigners in the water like as well. They were not so welcoming. They were welcoming, but there were a lot of critics about how loud Brazilians are, how disrespectful Brazilians are, which does make sense to you know, because there's a lot of people, not only Brazilians, but all, all cultures or countries, they're like not respectful when it comes to surf. You know, you go to someone's surf spot and you start being loud, snaking people. Of course, these people yeah. are gonna end up generalizing like a whole country and saying like, oh, everyone from Brazil sucks, but it's not everyone from Brazil yeah. that sucks. Maybe they had better experience with a few guys. But then, but then on the other side, I know that what we were trying to do, we as Brazilians was just like, not saying we're not polite. There's a lot of people that are polite, but just because they're super happy, super passionate about what they do, people misunderstand them and think they were just being assholes. But so that's what I wanted to do with the movie. I wanted to portray the happiness and this passion that drives Brazilian. That wasn't the beginning of the whole Brazilian star movement where where all the Brazilian guys were like, you know, winning all the competitions and everything. And I wanted to portray that. I wanted to take those guys out of the the tour, the city, and go on free surfing trips with them and just have as much fun as we could. And and I believe that that, that would inspire people to understand us better, understand that, you know, we're just having fun and trying to to have a good time with friends. And we don't want to 
really want to snake snake your wave or paddle into your wave or you know overcrowd your spot we're just having a good time <laughs> that was my main goal back yeah, then you, yeah so you would try to reflect brazilian surf culture as you you kind of see it basically yeah exactly like, as you know it as i know as i, I grew yeah. i grew up in this environment so for me it's, it's way more normal and and you go here in California and people are way more quiet. They don't make so much noise in the water. It's very different. So sometimes they don't understand when Brazilians get stoked with a bear and start screaming, Whoa! <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. yeah, well, different cultures obviously have really particular ways of, of being when they're in the water, you know, and, and because it's kind of a competitive environment and people are reading those signals all the time. Yeah, like it's quite easy for people to get the wrong impression, right? And exactly. to kind of take things to take things badly. So when you look back at it now, do you do you feel like you succeeded in representing the the culture that you know successfully? I think so. People kind of had to understand and because Brazilians pretty much took over from that time till now. Like in competition and stuff, they have been going so far and back then we didn't have so many many guys representing our country that well. So, yeah, it is. There's, there's still a lot of people making noise. And I mean, I, I'm a quiet surfer myself, too. I like to be on my own when I'm surfing. And sometimes I do get annoyed, not only by Brazilians, but anybody, anyone that's like, you know, just being an asshole in the water. But uh, it was pretty cool. My, my, main, my main, main goal with the movie was just bring joy and entertain people in a very super fun and happy way. And that worked out. I had a lot of comments from a lot of people that didn't even know it existed. Just saying like, oh my God, it made my day. The movie is so exciting, so happy. It made me smile. And that was the whole goal. The whole goal is to make people smile. I just want to pe see people showing their teeth and, and smiling. That, that was it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really positive and it's really playful. And it really, it really conveys that, that part of surfing. You know, it's that, that's, that really comes across in the film. Can you tell me a little bit about the work you did with Cornelia then? Because that's not something that you see that often in surf films, really. And I guess this yeah. links links to what you just said about the fact that as your career's developed, you've wanted to bring in more of a storytelling side to things, which I'd like to come back to in a minute. But um, yeah, like where did that idea come from and, and how did that collaboration with Cornelia work? Yeah, so um, that was when I was starting to get like over the classical surf films formats where, where, where you will only see performance and I was actually really trying to come up with something new and that was my that was my way to to figure out a way of telling a story by getting a non-surfing character and bringing her into the surfing world and kind of like breaking completely what all the filmmakers were doing back then I was just trying to come up with something that was not obvious to the surfing world and just bringing like a random character that would do random things during a surf clip so there's moments where you're seeing like I don't know, someone getting a huge barrel and in the middle of the barrel, just her, she pops and she's smiling and just doing something completely like random, something they would not expect. So that's, that's, that was almost like, almost like a movement. I was almost like turning myself against the surfing community and say like, look, I want to do the, I want to do different. I don't want to be like everybody else, you know, let's, let's do something weird. Um, but yeah, so I choose her to guide the story and kind of like, tells like you know the story of the movie where you know depending on what happens just keep smiling keep positive um which is a really good movie to watch right now with this whole corona thing going on you know it's like it has like a really like bright message um so yeah <laughs> that was it yeah i mean it, it 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 definitely like i say stood out from most of the films that you see which can you know it can be quite a lot of serious 
like the way that people approach it in surf films. It can be pretty, you know, they don't always convey the joy of surfing. Exactly. Know, a lot, and, and your film really does, which is great. Um, one thing I did want to know, though, was like it must have been a challenge to film because, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of the guys in the film are like so busy, like on the competitive tour, like the whole time. How did you manage to fit it in? Yeah, exactly. It was it was frustrating at times because uh, I had all those ideas to go to so many different places. And, you know, the, those guys have a really um, busy schedule training or traveling for competing. And honestly, during the process of making a movie, I gave up. I gave up on, on finishing like three times. I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'm not going really? to do, do this shit anymore. It's out. I'm out because it just wouldn't work out. We're like make uh, groups, um, online groups with surfers. And let's say I'll pick four surfers for this specific trip. And we'll plan it and talk about it for months. And then, oh, we can't go anymore. This popped up. It's not going to work. Okay, let's move on. And I kept doing this like over and over and over again. And then I got to a point where I was so tired and, and I was just like over. That's why the project took so long to do it because, you know, getting everyone together was really hard. I was working here a lot too. All the surfers were traveling a lot too. But uh, yeah, at the end, we managed to put a few trips together and it did work out. So why did you film? We filmed, uh, ooh, we filmed so many places. We did a trip to Hawaii. We did a couple of trips to Mexico, down to Oaxaca area, Salina Cruz and Puerto. We traveled around Indonesia, Indo. We, we shot a lot around Bali. We went to Desert Point and, and we went to some secret spots in Lombok and other um, others places that I cannot mention. But yeah, sure. one thing about this, one of those trips that was really interesting, the Indonesia section with Iago, we're not looking for those classic perfect in the waves because you know everyone else does that. So we're actually looking for ramps and, and shitty arable waves with beautiful backdrops. So that was a very interesting trip. I went to Indonesia and for like 10 days we didn't see a single barrel. We're just looking for onshore wind and ramps, which I mean, I, right. don't, I don't think anyone goes to Indo for that. But I mean, it, re it really sounds like all the way through the project you were you were quite determined to make it your own, you know, to do something that was pretty distinctive. Yeah, that, that was our goal. That, that reflected surfing the way that you see it. And that also stood out from, from what, you know, 99% of the surf films that you see. Yeah. So when you look at it now, you are, are you happy with it? Do you feel like you succeeded? I did. Obviously, you, you, you progress as a filmmaker, you know, your equipments get better, you learn a lot. And I do love this project because of what I went through to make it happen. It was very hard. It was, you know, without having support and money it was just a struggle getting done but obviously if i could go back and make it better in a way or use different kind of equipment or have more access to you know to a post-production team or stuff like that that would make me happy but for that particular time of my life for that moment you know five years ago when i was like you know starting out in america with my career i'm very proud of it i'm proud because uh because i finished it you know and i made it independent of not having money, not having time, not having anything. We made it work. So yeah, it's a, it's it was a really fun period of my life, and that kind of like again, um, it was the start for my career. You know, Surya kind of put me out there, and because of the movie, because of the surfing that we portrayed, I started booking commercials and TV shows and blah blah blah, and and here I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like you say, it's important to finish things, isn't it? You know, when you start these projects, like it is, 
like the, the, it, it, when it gets difficult is when you run out of money, like you say, when things are working out. And it yeah. sounds like you basically did everything, like produced it, organized everything. So, but that, that obviously does take some money. So how did you, how did you raise money to get, to get it done? Yeah, um, I had help from some people too. Like one of the guys that worked with me in the movie was Eric Purse. He was my water cinematographer and he kind of embraced the project as much as I did. So back then we would get together and just literally save money from jobs, from conventional jobs, you know, like whatever job it would take, save money for trips. And and surfers helped us out too. They were like, you know, sometimes cover expenses, like flight tickets and and we got a few other people helping us out. We did a movie entirely without money. And then later on, we managed to sell to a few brands that helped us with, uh, you know, putting up together screenings because everything costs money, you know, setting up a premiere party. And But we pretty much did the whole movie without support. There were a few people helping. I cannot say we didn't have any money at all, but, you know, it wasn't enough to book flights to India and, and buy food and, and hotel for 10 days. But uh, sorry, just going back to the first question, we also shot in Brazil and California a lot. Since I'm based here, we managed to travel a lot around the coast and we got some really good sessions around here, which was cheaper. But so yeah, Hawaii, California, Brazil, Indonesia, and I think that was it, yeah. So apart from that Indo story that you just said, do you have a, something else that stands out? Like when you look back, a favorite session or a favorite trip? Favorite session in the movie? uh let me think hawaii was really fun it was just a really cool period in time where everyone was kind of more together a few now with the with the competitive surfing people kind of like splitting out and they're not as close to each other as they were back then because they were competing but they were fresh competitors and they all came from the qs from free surfing so everyone still had the mindset you know and i feel that now it's all about performing winning heats and everyone's kind of like focusing their own thing but back then, when we did the trip to Hawaii, it was uh, at the end of the year, obviously. And, and everyone, everyone, all the boys were just so close to each other. Everyone was friends and we all stayed together in the house. We all like, you know, doing parties and barbecue in between sessions and going for like super fun free surfing sessions. So that was a, that was a really good time. Um, really, really good time in my life. Not only because we're doing a movie, but I just really enjoyed uh, the period of time we're in Hawaii, just hanging out. And, yeah, it was, it was really fun. I don't think this is ever going to go back. It's just so hard to put everyone together now. It's just, you know, we, yeah, we, right. can, we cannot just get all the boys together now to go out and have fun. We have we all have so much shit to do. Yeah, everyone's got commitments. Everyone's busy. So from things I've read in the past, like it sounds like growing up in Brazil and, and being immersed in Brazilian surf culture, you know, you were really influenced by Californian and American surf culture as well. And what was it about that that was so fascinating to you? Yeah, I don't know. I feel that I've always been trying to be the black ship in my community. You know, back in school, all the kids would play soccer. I would skateboard. I was the only skater in my school. I don't know. Everyone would go to the beach to pay, play beach tennis, and I would go to the beach and I would surf. So I always tried to do whatever people were not doing for some reason. And and then one day watching TV, I. I I don't think, I don't remember, I think it was like Field TV or something, one of those like sports TV channels, you know, from back in the days. And they were like screening, they're, dude, it's crazy. They're actually screening the, the US Open in Huntington. But I, right. I was like 12 years old, stuck in Brazil, trying to do something different. And then I watched that footage of, you know, California, people hanging out, bands playing punk rock on the beach and surfers doing airs. Yeah. 
and that blew my mind. And then from that time on, I, I knew I had to come here. My dad lived here in California when um, before I was born. He lived here for a couple of years, so he would always tells me stories about his surfing trips in California. He was a surf photographer too. And yeah, he, I was gonna I was gonna ask about that. So did that that must have really helped as you developed your own filming career right exactly i think i kind of just follow my dad's path to be honest he was a surf photographer he moved to california so i kind of just had this in the back of my mind and by watching all this footage on the tv mtv i, I knew i had to be here for some reason i don't know i just right. yeah and did it live up to your has it lived up to your expectations that you had when you were a boy it did in a way. When I first moved here, it was incredible. You know, coming to California, all the culture, all the vintage cars, all the surfers, everyone surfs. I was like, "Whoa, this is insane!" It's just the culture is very strong here. You know, it's not like Brazil. People surfers are respected here. It's like they they're surfers, and people know they're surfers in Brazil. Still, back then, it was kind of like, "Oh, you're surfers, so you're vagabonds, so you don't have a job." You know, yeah. it's kind of stupid. And here, it was different. So I got really happy when I first moved here. But now, by being here for so long, I'm starting to change my mindset. I'm starting to believe that there's way too many people surfing now. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. Not in a way. I'm stoked for that. It's an amazing sport, super healthy. But, you know, as a surfer, it's kind of frustrating sometimes. I live in LA, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you, think you'll, do you think you'll move back to Brazil? I don't think I'll move back to Brazil because of work. But I definitely want, want to establish more uh, my... I, I want to spend more time down there. I want to, I'm, yeah. I've been working in Brazil for a while and I know in the future, I just want to have like a little house in the jungle there somewhere and you know, just being able to go back. It's really fun. And I love shooting in Brazil. I love shooting in Brazil. I just wouldn't live there anymore. I just, no, I, yeah, I can't live there anymore, but I love spending time yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, nice to have that, that choice. If you could do that, like split between both, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> Has it changed the perception in Brazil of surfing then? Because you just described the fact when you were growing up that people didn't really respect it that much. But obviously since then, you know, Brazilian surfers have like been like so incredibly successful. Like has that changed the perception of, of how people in Brazil see it? Yeah, it definitely did. Back then, um, people would not look at surfing as a career. They look at surfing as like, you know, this guy doesn't want to do anything with his life or her life if it's a girl, obviously. And, and it was just like automatically judge you. But right now with so many surfers succeeding, they start to look up to surfers and think like, oh my God, this is actually a really cool sport. They also um, brought surf surfing to, to people that were not surf back then. Like let's say in Brazil, surfers were usually this stereotype, you know, like surfers were surfers. But right now you see, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, everyone surfing. So that's pretty cool and yeah. That, yeah, that's that, great. Is that and is that changing the culture over there then slowly, like this, the, like the traditional Brazilian surf culture? Is that is it is it different now because of that? Because it's because it's widening. It is. You can see way more younger kids trying to become pros and trying to get into competition. That's for sure. I feel that the industry is still very slow. Like there's no incentive. People, you know, people. Are, you see those super successful surfers, but they're like they're like one percent of everyone else. Like back back home where I surf, there are so many good surfers, so many great grounds ripping, throwing airs everywhere, and they don't have sponsor. And not to be negative, but I don't think they're gonna get any sponsor just because there's no support from anyone, you know. So yeah. you can definitely see an interest in surfing. People are more interested in surfing, like surfing every single day in training. But I don't know. If, 
has changed much in terms of making um living out of surfing yeah people would still need to leave basically if they exactly, wanted to get a career exactly like, like you did yeah yeah and it's very sad too because you know those kids they a lot of them grew up without money and they for one point in their lives they believed that they're gonna have a career on surfing actually you know support their families because they see all the stories about medina and all those yeah. guys supporting their families which is beautiful and amazing but at one point just realize it's not going to happen and, and it yeah. creates the inverse mindset on them instead of like they just get they, I almost they kind of like develop this hate for surfing a frustration right. in a certain way because they put so much trust into it and when they figure out it doesn't work just go like nah fuck it fuck surfing and they, they just get into drugs and drug dealing and whatever Right. So that's it's very exciting, but it's also very frustrating in a way, you know. Sure. So to make it, you sounds like you've got to be pretty, pretty determined, and you know, and willing to go through that. Yeah, but even the people that are determined that sometimes they don't make it just because there's no support. I know a guy from yeah. back home. He's an amazing surfer. He's been training professionally and competing in some QS events. You know, trying to like raise money with friends, and 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 it's been years, and he didn't go further than that so i don't know what's gonna happen with him in the next few years um, he'll he probably stop maybe it's gonna be too late to find a, a real job you know i don't know it's it's kind of yeah it's kind of weird weird times yeah weird times for everyone man yeah um so another question i wanted to ask you was about the way that your films look like the aesthetic of your films because again you know we've talked about how you've tried to sort of make them stand out in terms of <coughs> what you what you film and then how you present surfing, but also there is an aesthetic, you know, like if you, I'm even thinking of like the Strange Paradise film, that first shot, you know, there's like a real, it's an unusual way of approaching it. So what influences do you have there? Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with cinema. I watch a lot of movies and um, I kind of try to mix a little bit of what I learned with, you know, masters like Taylor Steele that will, back then shoot surfing 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 I, I have nothing against that i think it's amazing just style you know and i appreciate what i've done i just kind of wanted to do something different but so i tried to mix what i see in a you know cinema and art whatever you see at a museum and mix it with surfing culture um so that's that's when i get happy about a surfing project like bringing mixing different you know outlets mixing different references into one project not only being stuck into surfing not only being stuck to being different but actually trying to find a common balance i don't know <laughs> do you see anybody do you see anybody doing that yeah there? there's plenty of guys doing that i i who, who, like in the way that you describe like who do you admire that's doing similar work yeah when i was starting shooting surfing i was really inspired by georgie and kainaville they were like the greatest for me back then i would just i would love their films and because they they were the pioneers in doing that too you know they started to um to like bring something different to the surfing world in their own way and so yeah i remember i went to a premiere of kai neville's film in los angeles no actually it was sorry i'm so sorry it was joy g's film in los angeles strange Rebels in shangri-la i went to the yeah, premiere great film. yeah during the u.s yeah. open was we went to the premiere here and it was just mind-blowing it was crazy when i you know being there seeing all these people all together celebrating one film it was, it was it was incredible like i knew right away i have to do something like that too you know that's my dream and just the way they they broke the rules you know i love yeah that. i guess it goes back to what you said at the start about how you wanted to find a way of telling stories in a different way you know in the medium 
yeah. basically. So you mentioned cinema. Like, what about cinematic references away from surfing? Cinematic references. It depends on my mindset too. I'm into like a lot of different genres. Uh, I've been. Uh, if you just want me to mention some directors that I love, uh, I just watched Climax from Gaspano and I loved it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that was very trippy. It was really fun to watch. Um, I like Gaspanoa's approach to cinema because he makes movies for himself, you know, for the audience. Yeah. And um, I know that when he's out there shooting a piece or shooting a movie, he's focusing and doing what he believes is true to himself as an artist and not what people will like. And that's why his movies are so, like, you know, irreverent and different, crazy. Uh, but there's many directors that I love. I don't know, I love... Apocalypse Now is one of my favorite movies. I just saw a movie recently, Wendy. Uh, have you have you seen it? No, I it's, don't know it. It's like a different point of view on Peter Pan's story, and and this movie is beautifully shot. Ah, okay, right. Yeah, it's a great movie. That that movie, that would be a great reference to do something with surfing mixed with that kind of filmmaking. It's a really beautiful movie about the Lost Boys. You know, those kids lost in the island just tripping yeah. around and, and you know living with nature but the way they approach the way the, the static of the movie is really really beautiful it's so powerful it's a simple who's, who's the director he directed uh, the movie um beasts of no nation uh what's his name oh uh, yeah 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 carrie uh the guy that did um yeah i can't pronounce his last name it's carrie uh, something yeah, other, isn't it exactly uh yeah and it's true, a beautiful true detective film. it's a beautiful he did true film. De- right yeah Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Um, so how about the commercial side of things? Do you have ambitions to <clears throat> to do creative projects, you know, movies, like anything on that scale away from surfing? Yeah, I've been focusing commercials for the past three years. I, I still get back into shooting surfing just because usually when people hire me for commercials, they hire me because they know I come from the surfing world. And whenever they feel like, you know, bringing out like a brand, like a car brand or like a soda brand, if they do need surfing a commercial, I'm usually a guy that they will call. So I end up doing a lot of commercials that have nothing to do with surfing, but they need something. They need like a surfing scene in it. But, uh, but I've been focusing on doing something different too because I don't want to be known as the guy that only does surfing. I've been shooting, yeah, sure. I've, I've been shooting everything. I've been shooting perfume commercials, you know, all kinds of stuff, technology, cell phones, whatever they hire me. I think it's very fun to shoot commercials just because you... You go, you, you're putting so many different situations in a short period of time. You know, today you're in the jungle shooting surfing. Tomorrow you're in a, you know, in a police officer shooting like a scene. And it's just so different. And when you shoot surfing, you always go to the beach and that's it. So that's why I love in commercials. And it's thrilling to you and the money is good. It allows me to do, um, to do surf trips. It allows me to do my personal projects. I love creating projects for myself and surf films too. And again, by doing commercials and saving enough money, I can just, you know, playing a surf film and don't depend on sponsors. I can just go out there and shoot it myself with my own money. So that's kind yeah, of my it's that, goal. It's that, it's that freedom you're talking about, isn't it? To be true to what you want to do and not need to worry about who's paying for it or who, who else is influencing it. Or who's going to like it. Because when you pay for yeah. it, no one has to like it. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. And it's, but it's important though when you're doing creative work, isn't it? To, to be able to please yourself. <laughs> Yeah, and, it is. And that's, it's an interesting balance that you've got, isn't it? Because when you do the commercial stuff, obviously you're working for a, for a client, essentially, who has the final say. So it must be really nice when you can just go off and do your own project and be like, yeah, fuck it. I can please myself now. Yeah, that, that's the frustrating part of advertising. I always have to please client agency. Uh, but, you know, you kind of like learn to deal with this kind of stuff. And it's a learning to, to see 
what they have to add, their perspectives, their point of view. But yeah, it def- it's definitely frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Because we're talking about references. And one of the guys that influenced me the most, which is a really great friend of mine, a director, Sebastian Zanella from Disillusion Magazine. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. With yeah, him. yeah. Again, somebody <clears throat> with a very, very unique aesthetic, right? Right. Yeah. He's, he's been my main mentor in life and career, you know, for the past you know, six years. We've been working a lot together by the way, in commercials. And um, he, he has taught me a lot about, you know, breaking the rules, being true to yourself. And and he's got such a unique vision. And I know it was hard for him to bring that vision to surfing culture. You know, back in the days, on the, those disillusioned days, people wouldn't understand. Surfers would be like, what the fuck is that? What is this silhouette shot? Where's the performance? Where's the air? And Seb didn't care about that. He was all about, you know, bringing his unique vision to it. And, and he... He, he tried so hard. He tried so hard. He got so much refusal from brands and, you know, people that he got to a point where he actually succeeded. And now he's one of the greatest photographers, surf film directors, filmmakers out there. So I kind of, I kind of got really inspired by what he did, you know, where he got. And that's, he's been inspiring me a lot. Well, and he's now like so influential, isn't he? You know, that just goes to show that if you, if you stick to your vision, and you do it your own way because yeah. yeah he's got to be maybe the most influential one of the most influential creatives in surfing right now doesn't he you know? uh, yeah he does back then people wouldn't understand they would think it was crazy lame or weird but right now i see so many people trying to copy him yeah every least yeah. there's a lot of people try to copy him for not sure. copy him yeah. but be like you say being influenced it, by him influence yeah, yeah. influence yeah, yeah that's exactly. the word yeah it's a nice way of putting it for yeah. sure yeah so on surfing when this is over and it, you know, like you just mentioned Apocalypse Now, a friend of mine keeps saying, someday this war's going to end. Um, <laughs> y- you know, like, where, where, where are you going to go surfing? Where am I going to go if surfing? You, when, when you can travel again properly, where, where would you want to go? Oh, God, I've been dreaming about it mental-wise. I, uh, I'm i obsessed with the hollow trees, HTs, you know, lenses, right? That's probably one of my yeah. favorite waves in the world. And as soon as we can travel or as soon as it's safe to travel, you know, I don't, I don't want to expose myself or expose other people. I'm definitely taking a trip to the mental. I just want to spend like 10 days in HTs just in front of the wave. There's this, uh, this is a friend of mine, uh, Takey from HTs Resort, and he's got this like beautiful, beautiful resort right up front. The wave is right up front. The food's amazing. That's, that's where I need to go. Just, just, nice. just isolate myself there again, <laughs> but yeah. with good waves. Yeah, I was supposed to be flying to the Maldives today. No, oh, no way! I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> Where were you going? Yeah, I can't. Uh, we just, we just some friends on a boat trip. Like uh, I kind of realized to, yesterday because I got the the reminder on my phone. You know, like the ping Maldives. I was like, oh, I was like, it's tomorrow. I'm Shit. So Cause sorry. Because obviously, like a month ago. Yeah, we they like, clo- yeah, they, they closed down the whole Maldives, right? My friends uh, was working at one of the resorts over there, and he had to leave the country like. As soon as, yeah, he, as soon that, as he queued, because that just, that wasn't happening. Yeah, we were like, uh, like a month ago, the guys I was going on the trip with, we were like, yeah, that's not happening. Did you yeah. get a? But yeah, uh, we got a refund actually. Yeah, yeah, which was cool. That was my point. Yeah. So you're still yeah, gonna do yeah. a trip? We're gonna go back. Yeah, for sure. How yeah. how how's UK? Where are you right now? Exactly. So I'm in I'm in Brighton on the south coast. Um, UK's having a pretty shit time, really. There's a lot of people dying. That's so um, sad, man and but like then having said that like our lockdown isn't really that severe so we can still we can still go outside 
I haven't actually surfed. I've made the decision not to surf because there's a big debate over here about yeah whether people whether people should surf or not. And also, to be honest, where I live, the waves are so shit. There's not even worth it. <laughs> it's not. It's not even worth it, really. I kind of thought you know what, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to do different stuff and kind of do the yeah. right thing and, yeah. and wait for it. I, I, to, I, I, yeah. had, I had this time, I have this thinking too. It took me a while to go surfing actually. Like the whole beginning of quarantine, I didn't surf. I didn't surf for the first 20 something days. And then I got to a point I just, I had to. I was getting too crazy in the house. Well, also as well, where you live, there's actually good waves. So I think it's kind of different because then you can like legitimately say, well, it's a, like you said, it's good for mental health. It's good exercise. It's all that stuff, isn't it? You know, like, like I said, where I live, it's, it's not good waves so i can i can wait you know so you're gonna surf are you gonna surf today i'm not gonna go surf today they're supposed to close down everything tomorrow and i I feel like if i surf today i'm gonna be too frustrated not being able to surf tomorrow so i'm just not gonna surf anymore and accept it i have a lot of work to do i have just catching up on emails you know that's what i'm focusing on yeah 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 let's see what's gonna happen weird times man yeah definitely weird times hey man well thanks for doing the conversation thank you so much it was good yeah yeah so um quickly where can people find out more about you and your work about me my work uh so great great question um definitely my website there's a bunch of like commercials there but there's also some surf related projects if you're surf if you're making fan or if you do like my work i don't know whatever but uh i've been posting a lot on instagram i know it's it's just like a place where I, i um it's like a an outlet to put out my creativity. I've, I've been, I haven't been posting much. I'm sorry, I'm lying. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I do post Instagram. It's, just, it's been a place where I'm trying to, you know, express myself, my thoughts. And, you know, if I do go out and do a little photo project or a little surf clip, that's where you can find some of my stuff. So website, Instagram, it's gabriel.novis, N-O-V-I-S. And website is gabrielnovis.com. Pretty simple. And, Sweet. Yeah. I hope we can surf soon, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, next time I'm over, I'll give you a shout. Um, final question. You mentioned you were doing the re-edit of, of, your, of your previous stuff. So when, when will that be finished? When can people see that? Yes, I'm not sure about what's happening to this yet. We're licensing and to a TV channel down in Brazil, in South America. So I don't know how they want to hold the movie. If they're going to put it out on the internet, if it's going to be exclusive for the TV down there. But um, I should be uh, hearing from them the next week or so and, and and we'll figure out i would love to screen in the london surfing festival that would be a great yeah, great sure, way to I'm put sure. it out there yeah well fuck me i hope that's on it's october so hopefully yeah hopefully we'll be we'll i be love good the festival it's just so much fun. i spent my birthday there a couple of years back and it was it was just so much fun ah it's great it's so good yeah and this lockdown thing the guys are doing is, is brilliant as well i know, you know i know it's amazing yeah keep this talk alive that's what's all about yeah yeah man hey really great to meet you thank you man thank you so much stay safe right so there you go that was me and gabriel talking all things surfing brazilian surf culture and surf filmmaking i hope you enjoyed it to find out more about the lockdown surf film festival please head to lockdownsurffilmfestival.com where you can find full details about the whole concept. You can work out how to watch the films, how long it's on for, and all the rest of that stuff. It's a really great idea that's been so brilliantly executed by Chris and Demi who run the London Surf Film Festival. And I really recommend you check it out. I mean, what else are you going to be doing on a Friday night? You Okay, you might be watching my Type 2 Live or you might be doing a Zoom quiz don't know about you but i've got zoom quiz fatigue so i would suggest you watch this anyway 
that's it for this little bonus. If it's your first time listening and the rain's not put you off and you've enjoyed what I do, head to my website, www.wearelookingsideways.com. You'll find the full back catalogue. There's over 120 episodes to get stuck into. And if you are a subscriber, well, I'll see you next time when my regular service resumes. Nice one. (laughs) 